In today's episode, I am talking with a group of aerospace engineering students from Texas A&M University. They're part of the team behind an amazing K-12 STEM program called Space Teams, a six-day virtual space mission for students 12 through 18. Claire and I absolutely love this program, and we're actually the host, along with other members of the Vilify team, during the live broadcast of each Space Teams mission. Our role is to guide students through daily activities, interview space experts, including former astronauts, and provide general support and motivation for teams. A new Space Teams mission is coming up in October, and we thought it would be fun to bring some of the team to share more about this program, as well as their personal journeys in STEM. We're also going to share how you can get free sponsorship for a team to join a mission. Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Natasha. From college roommates to co-founders of Vivify STEM, pull up a seat as we discuss our experiences as aerospace engineers, teachers, moms, program directors, curriculum writers, graduate students, and friends. This is the STEM Space Podcast. All right, so let me bring on our space teams experts. Howdy, everybody. Thanks for joining me today to talk about space teams. So what I'm going to do is to get us started just going to ask you to tell me about yourself and a fun space fact or riddle. So Connor, you are, I know are a graduate student aerospace engineering. Tell me about yourself. Hello, I'm Connor. I am doing aerospace, also mixing lots of computer science on the side of that. And my fun space fact is if you were to have a wingsuit on Titan and you could flap your wings, that would actually have, make you fly. Like you could fly under your own power like a bird. Because the gravity is so low and the air air density is so high. Hmm. So as a human, I could fly, is what you're saying. Yes. That is cool. That's a good space fact. All right. Let me turn it over to Fernando. Welcome to the STEM space. Tell me about yourself. Hi. So, well, my name is Fernando. I am a senior in aerospace engineering here in A&M. And my space riddle for y'all is, all right, so... I am the beginning of the end, as well as the end of time and space. I am essential to creation and surround every place. What am I? Connor, what's the answer? Do you know? I don't know this one. I can't. That That's a hard one. This feels really deep. What is it? I don't know. Yeah, that that's the thing. Um, it wants you to think that it's deep, but the answer is just the letter E. The letter E is... <laughs> It's oh, just, it's like the beginning. Yeah, yeah there of end. It's the ending of time, space. Yeah. That's a good one. I think that's mm-hmm. a good one for teachers to use to really like stump their kids because they're really yeah, the ones that always so want to get the answer. So, yeah. yeah, I like it. Awesome. <laughs> okay, so to kind of start our conversation, let's give the teachers a background on what is space teams how did it get started so connor i'm going to put this one on you tell us a little bit about space teams okay so space teams uh came about when we were trying to find a uh, a good application of our software uh, to have involvement with students and teach them science and space topics so we see uh, programs like Kerbal space program and a few other nasa things where they are able to have the students use the like internal motivation and uh, be motivated to have to optimize their designs and accomplish goals and they make the great things so we decided to make this program because we have the these NASA resources and uh, access to these expert lecturers we can combine the two and make space teams 
So space teams, you mentioned a software, and that's spacecraft, right? Yes, spacecraft, the simulation platform. Okay, so that came first. And what is spacecraft? Spacecraft is a multiplayer engineering simulation platform, which is basically a environment that uh, is kind of already set in place. Like we have all the planets, we have all the all the environmental forces, we have wind, air density, sunlight, everything modeled to the uh, highest degree of fidelity. And then from there, we can uh, integrate a engineering team's design and uh, they can do analysis and uh, simulations with it, including stuff where you have people in virtual reality and doing procedures and such. So the kids that are part of space teams that are using spacecraft, like it's real data, right? Exactly. We've made this to be uh, as close to reality as we can make it without making it have these people have to have PhDs to start uh, designing. Very cool. So, Fernando, what exactly then are the students doing? It's this, you know, simulation, but what is it they're actually doing and learning? Yeah, so it's pretty cool. There's actually about six different simulations they can interact with. So they can do things from designing their own planet, which is some of the kids' favorite activity, because you can make something either as close to Earth as possible or just as alien as possible. Then there's other activities like building your own habitat in outer space building your own spacecraft, landing on a planet. So there's just various activities and all of them, you know, backed by that sort of data that make it realistic, but also in a way where it's still almost like a game so they can, you know, have fun with it. Is the whole time of the program spent in the simulation or is there any other component to the space teams? So there's a few components to it. Every day they focus on one activity, which is where they use the program, but they also have the guest speakers and experts in the field talking to them, you know, and there are lessons that go with that activity. So like one day I think was planetary science, right? Mm-hmm. So they learn from an engineer how to think about planets, what they're made up of, and then they go and build a planet, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like applying that lecture to the actual simulation, yes. which is pretty cool. And when I was watching some of the videos, my background's in aerospace engineering. I was like, I feel like I'm in back in college because <laughs> they're pretty rigorous lessons. So the kids are getting like a real taste of what you do as an engineering undergrad. Yeah, it's definitely for a lot of people that, you know, if you weren't to do this, you probably wouldn't see this until you're in the major or mm-hmm. like in college in general. So I think it's a pretty good opportunity to see it early on. And one question we get from teachers is the age of students that participate. And so students as young as 12, so that's like 7th, 8th grade, all the way through high school can be part of the program. And we talked about this as college-level material, but they don't have to know all the equations, right, and all the math. It's just to give them a taste of it. But how do you think, like, those middle and early high school students do? Like, is it too difficult for them? I believe that some of them, you know, especially, Actually, considering last competition, they get pretty good scores on activities because what we're trying to do is, you know, we're not going to be giving them these equations. They're not going to be doing that sort of math. Instead, we're trying to teach them these concepts in a way that they can think about it, you know, in an easier way. They can conceptualize it. And then while they do the activity, they're not even thinking about it, but they're using what they're learning. 
Yeah. And one thing I like about space teams, it doesn't like, it doesn't sugarcoat any of the math and the science. There's other STEM programs out there where it's like, build a tower, you know, like do fun little design challenges, but there's no rigorous physics and math. And this program is rigorous. So the kids that really want to be engineers and scientists, like this is the program because it's going to show you what that's really like if you choose to pursue that, but not in like an overwhelming way, like you said. So I think that's that's a really good thing for teachers to think about. So, okay, so I'm going to switch back to Connor now. We kind of touched on this, but what's your perspective? Why is this a good program for middle and high school kids? So it really gets them engaged in these uh, concepts, which they wouldn't be able to unless they go to like an aerospace program or an engineering program somewhere else, like in university. So at an earlier age, they're able to start to kind of understand these concepts and uh, participate in a, in a space design competition, which is just a great experience overall. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So Fernando, you and I were, we worked together on the last mission, right? And it was pretty awesome. We had students around the world that were participating in the six-day mission. Do you have any fond memories, anything that sticks out from the last one? There's a few. I'd say probably one of the first one that comes to mind is uh, a lot of kids, they can get pretty excited throughout the days, you know, in, in the um, either the activity experts when they speak or the guests like former astronauts. And it's really great to see. And for example, this one time, um, one of our activity leads, his name's Dylan, I guess he got pretty popular with them. And so I remember they started writing in the live stream, just like hashtag Dylan, hashtag Dylan. And so the, he just had like a whole fan base. And that was, was pretty funny. That's fun to think of. And then for me personally, actually, since this is virtual, you know, you don't typically get to see what's going on at the other end for the students. But especially in the award ceremony when we could actually see, you know, more of those teams and stuff. I think that was a really cool time because you could actually see, you know, like these are, you know, they're, they're happy, they're doing it and they're enjoying it, you know? Yeah. Cause it's all in this virtual environment. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing their scores and their help tickets, mm -hmm. but then it's real kids that are working in person together. And so they had sent us videos of, they created like this team spirit video and mission patches. So there's so much collaboration that's happening through it. And I agree. Like I loved the testimonials from the kids, just so excited that they landed their rocket ship or built cool planets. And I think we should also mention that this program is led by a former astronaut who's also a professor at A&M, Dr. Shamatov. So can you, I'm going to push this to Connor. Tell us a little bit about Dr. Shamatov. So he has a long career already. He's been at space twice on two different shuttle flights. And he uh, has this great uh, video he shows all his students where he just has all the highlights from his missions, including like uh, putting Buzz Lightyear through the airlock yeah. of, the, of the ISS. <laughs> Yeah. So Magic show. He, exactly. Yeah. He, he had lots of fun on the ISS. And, and he and he's part of the whole team behind it, right? He's like leading you guys, organizing everything. Yes. He's the lead of our lab at Texas A&M, as well as this uh, symbol, a greater team here with space teams and uh, has been leading this effort for the past uh, like five or six years. That's awesome. And the students will get to interact with Dr. Shamatov. He answers Every student's question, he comes on and goes a guest presentation live so the students can ask him questions. And it's really fun to have him part of this program. 
So now I want to talk about how teachers listening can participate. So what's really exciting is that we are giving sponsorship to any of our listeners up to four spots for students to participate. So this mission that's coming up is in October. It's Space Teams International Mission Oz. Do either of you know why it's called Mission Oz? Yeah, so it's Mission Oz because we actually, uh, one of our partners is over in Australia, and I believe they're called a One Giant Leap. And for in Australia over there, for they have Space Week, basically, or like a Science Week. And that's why we're partnering to emphasize that, to increase the awareness of, you know, science and space. And that's why it's Mission Oz. Okay, yeah, because it's World Space Week is the week it's running, um, which is October 1st through 6th, if you're in the United States. So the time is catering towards kids in Australia. So it's during the day for them. For anyone who is in the U.S., Canada, it's going to be in the evening time. So I know for us, Central Time Zone, I think it's 7 p.m. is when the daily uh, kickoffs are. So any teachers that are listening can do this program live if their kids want to stay after school, do it at night, or they can go the next day and watch any broadcast is recorded so they don't have to stress about, you know, being there live. So we're trying to accommodate all the time zones across the world because it was it's like kids from all over are part of this program. Okay, so that's space teams. But before I let you guys go, I do want to know more about you. So I want to ask Connor first, how did you get interested in space? Why did you want to become an aerospace engineer? Well, both my parents uh, met while co-oping at NASA Johnson Space Center. So that's a pretty good one off the start. Nice. I was always like in the backyard looking up at the at the planes coming in, like when I was uh, a little kid. And uh, also, I think the, so the one space launch that I've seen in person uh, turned out to be SGS-124, if I remember correctly. And that's the one that Dr. Chamathop was on. No way. Yeah, small world. So all of that and the love of just the uh, extremes of, of engineering and science uh, led me to space. So is your undergrad in aerospace? Yep. I've been here at A&M for undergrad and continuing on the master's. Oh, okay. What's your dream job? Dream job is probably still the same stuff I'm doing now. Simulation work and uh, pushing forward humanity's uh, presence in space. Do you want to work for NASA or is there a space company you're interested in? Yeah. I mean, well, this company that's putting on space teams is also doing professional work in other capacities. So I'll either be here or somewhere else doing uh, work like that. Oh, very cool. Okay. Switch it to Fernando. What about you? Why are you an aerospace engineer? Almost. You have one more year. Almost. We're almost there. Um, So... Okay, so basically my family, uh, both my parents and both my older brothers are engineers. So that was always kind of, you know, my path. Um, And at first I was, you know, a little skeptical because, you know, it's the whole thing of do I want to just follow what's already been done? And so I ended up, you know, I I took some interest in like medicine and other things. In the end, I realized engineering was more so my path. So that's kind of how I entered college. And then when I was going to apply to the specific major around that time actually ended up having an opportunity to do this competition in Langley in NASA Langley Research Center. I just kind of fell in love with that, you know, whole space science kind of aspect of engineering. And that's what led me to aerospace. And that's where I've been. What was the competition about? 
Oh, it's been a while. It was it was, was basically designing a rover, and we had like a week to design a rover. Luckily, since it's only a week, it was using the um, I believe they're called like Lego bricks, so they're like really easily programmable. And by the end of the week, we had to be able to both scan um, what would be minerals, but basically you know just colors, and being able to avoid obstacles. So it was pretty interesting. That sounds very similar to like first Lego League. You've heard of that where they use that Mindstorm kit and they have sensors. Yeah, the mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So what you're saying is that a one week program can have an impact. <laughs> Actually, on- yeah. A one week program. It's, it's still in my mind. Actually, one of the things that I most think about when I think of that is actually not just, you know, the competition or whatever aspect of that, but the people that I met, you know, um, and I think that's what these programs are really helpful in either the people that you meet that you work with, like your peers, but also, uh, for example, when I went there, it was, you know, meeting other, air, you know, aero engineers, right? Because those were my mentors there and experts in the field and similar to what, you know, Space Teams is doing. So I think that's the biggest takeaway for that sort of thing. Yeah, that's really awesome. And my last question here is for teachers. So as I mentioned, you know, we have teachers listening to this podcast. Uh, Many of them are STEM teachers. They want to get their students interested and engaged in career paths like y'all's that are, you know, pursuing aerospace engineering degrees. What advice do you have? So we talked about the competition. That was like one hook you had. So Fernando, any advice that you want to give to teachers? To just get their students hooked into... Yeah, like, so if there's like a kid that's just mm-hmm. like, I don't like get they're this. On the fence yeah, or... why would I want to be an engineer? Mm-hmm. Like, what's it in for me? I think one of the biggest things that kind of sells some students on engineering is just ask them what kind of work they want to do. Do they want maybe to solve kind of puzzle like problems? Like, is that something they're interested in? You know, kind of just, you know, I have these things here. I'm missing something. What can I do to get there? That sort of problem solving is what I think leads a lot of people into engineering. Mm, I like that. What about you, Connor? If you have like a struggling student, what would you tell a teacher? Well, for a student, like it's a matter of having an interest area in mind. Like every student has one. Uh, there's got to be some sort of application that uh, will make things interesting for them where they can get engaged in, in the topic. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to throw one more question at you guys. One of the things that teachers ask a lot is how do I prepare my students who want to be engineers? So, you know, we're talking about inspiration and motivation, but how do we just prepare them? So, Connor, like, what do you think are some things that kids can do as a high school kid who wants to go into engineering? What should they do to prepare? Well, uh, the physics classes are definitely very important. Uh, that's kind of the, sets up the sort of thinking that you need uh, to be an engineer. Uh, lots of the higher level math concepts will will have to be have to come like uh, as a kind of on top of your foundation of math mm-hmm. skills so having just a great foundation uh, uh, making sure you've studied well and going over your past math mistakes uh, that helps a ton what do you think fernando well, how would you tell students to prepare just study no i'm kidding um <laughs> there's more to it and actually before i just answer that i Thinking on what Connor said about the whole physics class, that's it's almost ironic because that's such a factual thing. See, 
one of the reasons I was so interested in engineering was actually I really liked physics. But the physics you learn in high school is more so related to what you'll do in engineering rather than if you go into like purely physics degree because it's more so about applying you know those principles to real world applications yeah um, yeah so I, it's like applied versus theoretical right and so for example that's that could be one of the things you know if if a student might be interested in engineering that could be one of the things they can think about like do they enjoy that sort of you know problem solving but how they can prepare is i would also recommend going and actually just researching the different types of engineering, you know, because there's a lot out there. So they might be interested. Um, I know a lot of people can be interested in, for example, video games, right? So they might be interested in creating video games and that will lead them into a, you know, a path of kind of, you know, computer, you know, engineering software kind of path. And there's just, I feel like there is something out there for everyone. So it's kind of up to them to go out and kind of see, you know, what are all these engineers doing? And they'll find something, I'm sure, if they are in Right. There's a huge variety of engineering disciplines out there. Yeah. I think a lot of times you only see one side. Like it's very all about robotics. You know, there's like a lot of robotics clubs, which is cool, but not everybody is interested in robotics. Of course, there's like biology and chemistry, you know, the life sciences. There's so many different aspects of engineering that a lot of students maybe are not aware of. And so I think that's all excellent advice. And of course, if they want to join space teams is another way to get them interested and see what get a little taste of like real engineering is like. Any final thoughts from you guys as we wrap up? Connor, anything else you want to add? That's about it for me. All right, Fernando. That's about it, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if anything, I can like slightly, if I can make like a slight plug to, um, you know, if if you do consider space teams, right, and hopefully, you know, someone out there gets some students involved. Another thing is that we are, so I've been, I've been given permission to say this, okay? You know, I can't say everything. There's some details involved, right? Ooh, teaser. But, but there's a little teaser. We will have another version of what space teams is. So right now it's a one week long, you know, program, but we will be coming up with something called Space Teams Academy. So it'll be another way to get students involved, but a little bit more long term. So if you're interested in space teams, you know, maybe a little bit in the future, I won't say exactly when, but, you know, just be in the lookout for something called Space Teams Academy. And it'll be a way to get students to use space teams, maybe after school, like an after school program or supplementary to what you're teaching them. Very cool. Well, continuing access to the the same resources and and software. Do you think this is only for new students or those who've participated in the past? Can they do the Space Teams Academy? Everyone can do Space Teams Academy. So it goes like further than what you do in the main program? Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. uh, We'll be adding more more activities and uh, basically stuff to do in there. Very cool. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining me here on the STEM space. And I will see you guys at the next uh, mission, the Space Team's International Mission Oz. Y'all have a great day.